Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. An entire generation is now saddled with unsustainable debt in exchange for an attempt, at least, at a college degree. The burden is so heavy that even if you graduate, you may not have access to the middle-class life that the college degree once provided. Many people, many people can't qualify for a mortgage to buy a home because of the debt they continue to carry. They, uh, you know, they, they, they carry it's too high and they can't come up with a down payment anyway. A lot of folks are even putting off uh, starting families because of the cost. And the dream of starting or owning your own business is just way off in the distance with the debt that's, uh, that you know, someone you're saddled with. That's the President of the United States. No, it's not comforting in the slightest. Never mind the fact that that entire statement about an entire generation being saddled with unsustainable debt is a lie. It's a lie. Everything about this student loan handout payoff, it's a bribe. It is what it is. Oh, bring on all the comers. Welcome to the show, everybody. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Bring your reasoning. Why should the American taxpayer pay for other people's college loans? We didn't get a say in what that loan was for. We didn't get a say in the degree that people went for. Why should we have to pay it? There is so much irrationality out there. People with, uh, who are chock full of emotion thinking their emotion means something. Let's start with the basic. I will not spend any time on whether or not someone else is saddled with debt. Because in order to do that, I have to ask a question. All rational people do. How'd that happen? This immediately thrusts us into a conversation of personal responsibility, and it is the first reason that I oppose this idea to pay, ten, not pay, forgive, no, not forgive, steal from the American taxpayer and hand out these gifts to people of $10,000 so they don't have to pay that part of their loan back, and that might be the totality of their loan. It's a $300 billion spending project. The second reason I oppose it, but let's get back to the first. What radical disincentive. Personal responsibility doesn't matter in the slightest. We feel like you have too much debt, so therefore you deserve less debt. You don't deserve less debt. You create less debt by paying off your debt. That's what you do. That's how it works. As National Review pointed out in their op-ed, 45% of bachelor's degree recipients graduate with no debt at all. Only 7% of those who do borrow have an outstanding balance over $100,000, and 54% owe less than $20,000. Crushing debt? Not so much. It's a lie. Told by liars. This idea that somehow debt is destroying everybody who went to college. When you tell people they don't have to pay back their debts, you're telling people that there are no consequences to your actions. 
That is an obscene thing for the federal government or anyone to do. There is always a consequence to the action. The borrower, who is not even a borrower, isn't paying it back. The American people just lose their money because the debt doesn't disappear. It doesn't get erased. Is there anybody out there who really believes that the debt just gets erased? It's not a problem. It's like it didn't exist. Of course it exists. The money got paid. The college took the money. The college took money from students all across America, knowing that the thing that they would major in wouldn't get them a job and they didn't give a damn. Maybe we need to fire three or four hundred college presidents out there. Chris on Twitter, I do think my generation was unfairly treated and lied to regarding college. I was gullible enough to go along. However, it was my choice. I don't expect anyone else to pay for it. The Biden policy would throw us further into destruction as a nation. I agree that you were lied to. I agree that you were lied to. You were told you go to college, you get a, you, you get a job. What are you majoring in? Uh, gender studies. Well, I'm sure you're going to get a good job out there. Good for you, gender studies. Uh, make make the check out to our university. A-I-T-Y. Good. Okay, great. Fire college presidents all across the country, fire deans of admission, fire 40 or 50 tenured professors. Oh, let them sue. Kiss off. You lied to students. What? That's not, a, that's not an answer? Does a, does a college professor want to disagree with me? Would a college president like to tell me how I don't understand? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. You create a situation by which they cannot succeed with the degree they got. Maybe you should be held accountable. But we start with the basic that, no, we don't have this debt so great that people can't go on with their lives. Although some people, I'm sure, do have a debt. But that's about personal responsibility and what else have they done to pay off that debt or not. What other things that have happened? Sometimes crappy things happen. That's not a reason to tell the American people they have to pay it. Second, in terms of all the things that this does, is a question of legality. The president just created a $300 billion spending package because that's going to be the cost of this thing. And then they have the audacity to tell us that this is not going to have any meaningful impact on Inflation by resuming student loan payments at the same time as we provide targeted relief, we're taking an economically responsible course. As a consequence, about fifty billion dollars a year will start coming back into the, the treasury because of the resumption of debt. Independent experts agree that these actions, taken together, will provide real benefits for families without meaningful effect on inflation. It's a $300 billion spending package. Of course it has an effect on inflation. And here's the problem. You're the executive branch. You don't get to engage spending. Congress engages spending. The House of Representatives has the power of the purse, not you. You engage the spending package without going through Congress. How in the world do you even think that this is constitutional? Democratic Representative Chris Pappas of New Hampshire agrees. 
He supports expanding Pell Grants and affordable community college and loan forgiveness for people entering professions like nursing. Which, by the way, if you engage that as legislation, you get people who would be down with you. You, you, you would. You would find people in America be like, I can get down with that. But not this. This announcement by President Biden, according to Representative Pappas of New Hampshire, Democrat, is no way to make policy and sidesteps Congress and our oversight and fiscal responsibilities. Any plan to address student debt should go through the legislative process, and it should be more targeted and paid for so it doesn't add to the deficit. This does does add to the deficit. This does add to debt. This does exacerbate inflation, and it is patently unconstitutional. So we have a situation by which we 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 start with it's unco- we start with that it, it's an undermining of of personal responsibility it's unconstitutional number 3 it's a freaking bribe it's a bribe in an election year it is a payoff and only to a certain group of people remember you have to be going to college you have to have college debt you have to have a college degree Everybody, everybody, everybody who didn't go to college or went to a college they could afford just got screwed and they don't get the bribe. But all those people who went to college, they get the bribe and it is a bribe. And then number four, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. To support Joe Biden in this policy is to give up completely on America and its value. To support this is to be completely unworthy of public office. Of course, on Twitter, I get this. Was it stealing from taxpayers when Trump tax cuts gave away trillions to the rich and didn't pay for them? Tax cuts. You're talking about federal income tax? Well, I would get rid of the federal income tax altogether. Dan, his name is Dan. Hey, Dan, I would get rid of it altogether. Tax cuts that went through Congress and got passed and signed by the president? Is that your issue? This is unilateral spending from the president who has no authority to do so to a specific segment of society as opposed to society as a whole and puts we, the taxpayer, on the hook for somebody else's decisions. You think there's a Trump comparison in here? Dan, I say this with all due respect, and I'm so glad you listened to the show. Are you out of your mind? Do you ever take a second to read what it is you post on Twitter and ask yourself, does this make sense? A bribe, like tax cuts for the rich? Tax cuts are not a bribe. It's your money. The taxes shouldn't be that high to begin with. Can you imagine that the the federal government not taking as much of your money is a bribe? No, a bribe is saying this subset of people, you get get a little bit extra. And hey, don't forget, November's around the corner. All right, gotta put on my aviators, get myself an ice cream cone. You'll excuse me, everybody. Gotta gotta put on the theme song and walk to the ice cream store. Well, it's a sunny day. I feel brand new. Then you'll get some sprinkles. Hot fudge, here I come. Wait, hold on. Am I allowed to say hot fudge? Hot fudge, woo! Maybe get some Rocky Road because that's what my administration's on. Rocky Road, I made an ice cream pun. <laughs> I assume that's what he hears in his head as he, as he walks to the ice cream store. I, I assume. But as I said, 
You think this is a good policy? You think this is a good idea? You think that, that Joe Biden is making rational sense when he goes out there and says things when asked about, um, is, is, is this rational? Is this, is this worthwhile? You think this makes sense? Is it fair to people who paid their student loans or chose not to take out loans? Is it fair to people who, in fact, uh, do not own multi-billion-dollar businesses that she wants these guys to give them all a tax base? Is that fair? What do you think? What about people who paid their loans, so struggled to pay their loans, and now others don't have to? Oh, he's got no answer for that. He walked right out the door. But again, with the tax cut thing, the argument doesn't even come close to making sense. But they don't care about making sense. They care about saying, screw you. They care about their ideology. Actually, I should say they, take, they care about their ideology. If their ideology means they have to say, screw you, they don't care. That's, that's better said. But I asked, who's okay with this? 833-468-8669. I know we've got some people on the line. Stay there. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So pull me closer. Why don't you pull me closer? So I asked a question. Who is okay with the paying off of student debt through an action that creates a spending program in the executive branch, which is unconstitutional, through handing $10,000 Yes, it's debt cancellation, but it is the handling of money because all of a sudden you don't have to pay it back. It's yours. And saddling that debt on the American taxpayer. Who is okay with this? I want to understand you. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Uh, Let me go to Mark. Mark, I appreciate you calling in. What's going on, man? I am here, sir. I would just like to make uh, two points then. Uh, The first point would be uh, the fact that the people who will receive this money are taxpayers or will be taxpayers in this country for the next 40 years, which is not, you know, that outrageous. The method may be bad, but my second point is uh, it's something called foreign aid. $3 billion a year to Pakistan, $5 billion to Egypt, $4 billion to Israel, Central America, $10 billion for AIDS relief to Africa when Bush 43 was in. I'll bet you the last 10 years alone, the foreign aid is well in excess of $150 billion. So I'm going to squawk about paying off some U.S. young people's uh, college debt. Yes, you are. Uh, but wait a second. You bring up a solid point. However, it doesn't connect to this point. If the argument is... Tony, we waste a hell of a lot of money in the U.S., so we're wasting a little bit more here. I could counter that with an argument, and and whether you agree or disagree, they would be part of the conversation, uh, that the money we spend on on this foreign aid is for the benefit of the totality of the nation, and paying off $10,000 of student loan debt isn't for a totality of the nation. It's for a very specific subset of the nation and actually does hurt the people who engaged in personal responsibility and either paid off their debt or never accrued the debt to begin with. Isn't that worthy of conversation? It is, sir, very much so. I, I served seven years active duty uh, in the Navy during Vietnam, and I, I didn't go to college, so I obviously didn't have a loan. But uh, you're, you're very valid in what you said, and I thank you. And I, I appreciate the call. And, and let's be clear. Mark's point is we waste a lot of money. The idea that we shouldn't engage in so much uh, uh, of foreign, uh, foreign policy, if you I, I called it foreign policy, but I meant for, uh, fi- foreign aid. I think you're getting a lot more people to agree with that than ever before.
The argument being, why do we take care of so many damn things overseas when we got problems right here at home? So when, when we were in the throes of COVID, I said on the show that we should tell China we've already paid back their debt. Any debt that we had, the, uh, money that we borrowed from China that we owe them back, they stole from us and they gave us COVID. Erase, 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 it's zero. You figure out how to collect. Notice I'm talking about a nation that engaged in tactics and antics that were detrimental to all Americans. Theft of intellectual property, theft of copyright, theft of technology. These things have to be paid for. You stole the money back. That's what you did. And the money we weren't going to pay back with the debt, I said we should send a stipend to nurses. Now, maybe the correct answer is we should, because we need more nurses in the United States, create a national incentive to having more nurses. Why? Because nurses benefit the totality of society. One cannot say the same thing, even if you were to disagree with me on that, and that's fine, because there could be serious problems with what I just suggested. But one cannot argue that there is a serious need for gender studies degrees. It can't be argued. It cannot be argued. The only people who argue that are people who have gender studies degrees or teach gender studies. That's that's it. Right there. Um, I don't mind the 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 um, saying we spend too much on foreign aid. I just don't think it connects to what it is that we're dealing with right now. Uh, Also, uh, we should note that we are keeping an eye on what's going on in Greenwood. We have the shooting, the killing of a 16-year-old student at a bus stop. This is what we know right now. Greenwood, Indiana, which has already gone through some things. Uh, According to local reporting from Fox 59, it's possible that this was targeted. This is really the limitations of what we have at the moment. I think more information is going to come out uh, throughout the evening, and we'll have a full breakdown on this uh, tomorrow. It's a horrific story. Um, We need to get more information. There needs to be more investigation. So we're not going to jump the gun on this. Meanwhile, in the 7th District of Indiana, will Congressman Andre Carson engage a debate with the Republican contender, Angela Gabrowski? We speak to her next. This is Tony Katz today. I can still shut down the party. So would you watch the debate? I can hang with if in the 7th District... Congressman Andre Carson engaged a debate with Republican candidate Angela Gabrowski. Would you watch? Is it something that WIBC could host, or would WIBC have to be out of that picture and somebody else would have to host? Uh, The question is, is there real desire for this? And if you answer yes, well, most people want debates. They like to hear the candidates go back and forth, usually in a way that actually answers their questions. So what if one of the candidates says no? Tony Katz, guys, great to be with you. Angela Gabrowski joins us right now. She is running for Congress as a Republican in the 7th District. The website, AngelaForIndiana.com. AngelaForIndiana.com. You know her story. Born in Odessa, that is Ukraine at the time, part of the Soviet Union. Uh, Made her way to the United States and built her business and her family from there. Now running for 
for Congress. Uh, Angela, good to be with you. Are, are you saying that you've asked Congressman Carson for a debate and he's turned you down? Or are you just putting out into the world that you would like to have a debate with him? Good morning. Yes, we're putting it out into the world. We've reached out to pretty much all of the TV stations, radio stations, uh, and uh, we're waiting. So I'm hoping that within the next week or so, we're going to know what the desire from the TV stations uh, to broadcast the debate and what his desire is. He's never done a debate. Uh, So we'll see what he's going to come up with. I think people in the 7th District uh, need to know that they have a choice. Uh, And he refused debates in the past with people who were running against him uh, because he doesn't want to give them uh, any time uh, to talk to the constituents in the 7th District. I don't know if he wants to bring his uh, record up, because I definitely will. But so when when people don't engage in debates, when you're when you're Congressman Andre Carson, uh, they take a look at at the uh, voting rolls. They take a look at where those registrations are. They see the massive advantage uh, that they have in that. And they say a, a debate is, isn't uh, uh, necessary because it's not like I have to convince anybody. Only bad things can happen in a, in a debate. I don't need uh, any, any any part of this. So one has to make the assumption that based on the standard politics of the game, he would say no how do you go about running a race against him when he won't talk to you uh i would do the debates without him so he's invited to all of the debates but i will still get my message out he's been writing on his grandmother's name for the last 14 years uh i think again the numbers that we see right now we are uh really getting a momentum there are a lot of people beginning to understand uh that his record in congress uh amounts to basically nothing. He has not passed one significant bill. Uh, And their situations in the last 14 years are getting worse and not getting better. When I go and meet with people in all of the communities that I didn't even know existed, Tony, um, inner city communities, uh, all I hear from them is, okay, we have a food desert, we have banking desert, we have housing desert, we have a political desert. Those are the four deserts that people are talking about, it's like living in Sahara. Uh, no message is being related to the people in the 7th District. Democrats are doing everything in their power to prevent me and everybody else in the Marion County who's running in my, on the Republican ticket uh, to talk about us, our stories, our values, and what we're trying to bring to the district. So people are suffering, and he needs to answer. He is voting with Biden 100% at the time. Uh, He is uh, basically taking the voice of the Washington, D.C., and shoving it down the throat of everybody who lives in the 7th. And what I want to do is to take their voice and take it to Washington. It hasn't been done 
in 14 years. So I think people are beginning to see that enough is enough, and it doesn't matter what you have behind your name, whether it's a D or an R, you need to have a person who has a common sense and who would stand for the interest of the people. Uh, Carson has not been doing it, and it's not just my opinion. It's the opinion of everybody else that I am talking to. So there are some people who, uh, of course, you know, they, they vote for Democrats because their mothers and fathers voted for Democrats. But this is not the same uh, Democrat party. This is not a JFK party. He would have been a Republican by now. But that, now that that argument is, is certainly an interesting one. Talking to Andrew Grabowski, uh, she is the Republican candidate for Congress in the 7th District, Angela for Indiana.com, uh, that this is not the Democratic Party of of. JFK. That, that, that argument has been made. But you can't necessarily argue that it's not the Democratic Party of Marion County or of the 7th District. So if you were engaged in a debate with Congressman Andre Carson, give me your first two subjects. What are the two subjects you absolutely want to talk with him about so the voters can see the clear difference between you and the current congressman? The clear difference, number one, I think, is going to be public safety. Look what's happening in the Marion County. Uh, Indianapolis now is the second in the amount of murders in the country per capita. Uh, last year was horrible for Indianapolis, 271 murders, 76 murders already here. 76 children have been murdered. So all of the mothers and grandmothers and, and fathers, everybody in the Marinka, in Indianapolis, they want to make sure that public safety is there, that are not afraid to send their kids to school or leave them outside of their houses and then come and see them shot. And, of course, policies that are coming from Washington and, of course, the local policies that are following the Washington policies with no bail, low bail. Let's think about perpetrators and criminals first before we think about victims. This would be the conversation number one. We need to get those criminals off the street because businesses are not coming into the center township. They're not coming to Marion County because of the public safety concerns. So the second one, I think it would be talking about the economy, talking about the inflation. Inflation is the highest in the last 40 years. What caused the inflation? People, I don't believe, understand that all the money that have been printed and all of the bills that Carson has voted for that allowed extra $2 trillion in um money being distributed uh, last year. And then they get, listen, what's happening right now, all of this ten, twenty thousand $20,000 for student loans. Uh, I came from the communist country, right? And I was talking to my husband yesterday and I said, you know, I, I don't understand the system now in the United States. I really don't. In 1917, in the Russian Revolution, it, the masses wanted to take the wealth from uh, the rich and give it to the poor. We know how it's all ended up. But here we're taking from the poor and give it to the rich. So it's not communism. It's not, I don't know what it is, right? It's just pure uh, stupidity. And as everybody's saying, he's bribing voters to get the votes. I thought that we lived in the most corrupt society, and I wanted to come to the state so my children don't experience this. But uh, this is not just becoming USSR. It's, It's already there. 
So when it comes to the uh, student loan uh, bailout or handout, however people want to describe it, you, uh, Andrew Gabrowski, a candidate uh, for Congress in the 7th District, Republican, you, you oppose this. You, you think this is bad move from the Biden administration. It's not just bad. It's unfair. It's unfair to anybody who didn't go to college. It's unfair to me who went to college, who got bachelor's degree, who got master's degree, who paid for myself. I paid for my children. You know, we didn't have uh, a luxurious lifestyle because we knew that at one point we had $250,000 worth of student loans for the children and myself that have to be paid off. So we live below our means so we can pay off the loans. This is a contract, a contract between me and whoever's giving me the loan. Somebody has to pay it. If I don't pay, then whoever gave me the loan will pay. How is it fair to them? Fairness, equality, this is what we were looking for when we came to the United States. How is it being fair? Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a long conversation. And as you can see, I'm very hot on the, to- on the topic uh, because there is definitely no fairness to anybody who sacrificed, who saved their money, who paid back the loans. And there is no fairness to people who decided not to take the loan and have that burden for 25, 30 years. Uh, who are we giving uh, the money to? People who are making $125,000 a year, 10000 uh, this is, first of all, it's pittance in comparison to the loans that people are taking. Uh, the, the least, extra, I think IU right now is 100000 for uh, four years, if, if not more. So uh, 10000 are not going to help. If they wanted to help, they could have maybe decreased the interest rate, right? Uh, they could have postponed charging the interest but they should not postpone and defer the payment of the loans. This is $300 billion. That, who's going to pay these loans? Again, it's, it's us. How can you miss a deadline to submit your financial disclosures to the House Ethics Committee? You're a member of Congress and you don't submit in time? How does that happen? Representative Ocasio-Cortez missed the deadline. And according to a spokesperson for her, the committee provides a 30-day grace period before fines are levied. Representative uh, Ocasio-Cortez, the congresswoman, plans to file before the period expires. I, I just find it interesting. Because it would seem to me that if this was a Republican, this would be a major, major deal. A huge deal. Oh, didn't get your financial disclosures into the ethics committee. What are you hiding? Are we going to now not ask the same question, make the same uh, uh, accusation? Uh, Regarding Representative Ocasio-Cortez, should be. Should be because, well, it needs to be. It absolutely needs to be. The reason I say that is not that somebody's late with a filing. It's that if we're not going to engage the same treatment of all, then we're saying that some deserve to be treated differently than others. Animal Farm come to life. 
all the animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. They're not. They all have to be equal. And what I'm talking about here is not these members of Congress. I'm talking about the press. I'm talking about the press that clearly doesn't treat all the animals equal. That's the problem. You know, a story I did, was it yesterday? It must have been yesterday. Got picked up by one of the trades. Barrett Sports Media, which also does a lot of talk about the, the, the radio world. CNN needs a return to their roots. Tony Katz, CNN needs a return to their roots. Katz calls on CNN to return to its roots as a news outlet after the network canceled reliable sources. It's literally an article about a story we did on the show. I'll have it posted uh, there on TonyCats.com, on TonyCats.locals.com. I'm never saying you have to get rid of opinion. Don't get rid of opinion. I'm a man of opinion. I, I never, ever, ever call myself a journalist. No, I do not. I do not call myself a journalist because a journalist is to mean something. I, 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 there are times I break stories, and there are times I actually have engaged in journalism, but I, uh, I do commentary. And so I don't want to get rid of commentary or opinion in places, but I want news. Brian Stelter wasn't in the news business. Brian Stelter wasn't an honorable guy. One side. Always one side. When I engage in commentary, my commentary comes from a position and a place. But when the other side engages something that makes sense, I say so. Usually because, without knowing it, they're agreeing with me. You know, in in Indianapolis, there is a uh, representative, Carrie Hamilton, who during uh, the, the general session wanted to introduce an amendment that would get rid of taxes on diapers and feminine hygiene products. You know what the Republican Party did? Nothing. Nothing. And I said at the time, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. You have a Democrat who wants to get rid of taxes. You should be doing press conferences and photo shoots and be like, you know what? Great, let's get rid of the taxes on these two things. And look, here's seven other things we should get rid of taxes on. Let's go. They didn't do that. When it got to the special session, they got rid of the tax on diapers. Good. Make it a little easier for parents. Absolutely. A smart, smart, smart move. It's a great example of when I hear something that's a good idea, I cheer it. Because I'm not here to cheer for R's or D's. I'm here to cheer good ideas. I just happen to think conservatism has the most number of good ideas based on my study, based on study of the world. What's wrong with saying so? Why can't that be done? Trump had remarkably good policies. Not every policy, the vast majority of policies. Trump had bad personal failings. Not everything was a personal failing, but a bunch of personal failings. You can't say that? Of course you can. Joe Biden lied about the idea that canceling student debt, spending $300 billion, won't affect the economy, won't affect inflation. It's a lie. You know who's joining him in that lie? 
Pete Buttigieg. ...announcement on forgiving student loan debt relief, uh, forgiving student loan debt that people have. Some, including people who are economic advisors to President Obama, have raised concerns that it will make inflation worse. What do you say about that? Well, again, uh, how people actually experience the economy in their lives has a lot to do with whether they can afford to get through life. And for many people, uh, under a crushing burden of student debt, uh, they have not been able to. And No, nothing about personal responsibility, nothing about the decisions they've made that make them deal poorly with the debt. And then has the audacity to say most economic observers do not think this is a major factor affecting the course of inflation. It's a $300 billion spending package. Of course it will. And if media was honest, they would address that. That's our problem. And that's what CNN needs to get back to. Real, real journalism.